So hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Keith Gellhorn, and I own a company called Advocacy, and we coach uh, neurodivergent youth and adults who live with uh, ADHD, uh, learning disabilities, autism, anxiety, and any co-occurring mental health challenge that impacts executive functioning. Um, our clients currently are students in grade 12 and up, so grade 12, uh, college, university, right through PhD, and then we also coach um, adults in career transition and entrepreneurs. However, as of a couple of days ago, and just about to be launched, we will be actually expanding now into the 6 to 12 or 6 to 17 year old range and doing adults the whole the whole gamut i've partnered up with two different uh doctors one in new brunswick one's in bc um so the one in new brunswick or start with the one in bc because it's the adult one so his name's uh dr gurdeep pahar uh his clinic is called the adult adhd center and uh they do uh adhd diagnosis for 300 via telehealth um, with nurse practitioners and also includes managing medication. So if anybody knows, usually costs between 2,500 to 3,500 for a diagnosis. These ones are 300 bucks. And then as of Monday, just did another little virtual handshake with Beyond ADHD. And they, um, they actually specialize in the uh, six to 17 year old range, same kind of price range around the $300 mark. Again, instead of waiting two, three years and spending 2,500 bucks. Um, and then we're going to be doing the coaching or a lot of the coaching for both of them. I won't be able to do it all because I can't do that much work. Um, anyways, so that's that's me. Uh, today we are talking with Wendy Stone and this is the biggest turnout we've had yet, Wendy. So you should be <laughs> honored. I guess it's a hot topic. Uh, wow. So Wendy, I've known her for probably like five or six years. Uh, we connected when my business all almost exploded in 2019 with a, a really bad hire the last time I went to uh went to uh grow and uh and then I ended up hiring her for a bit to help me move out of my last house and into this house um and I definitely had a completely different view of what I thought a professional organizer did because I left uh essentially what's worth of dishes sitting in the kitchen uh, that hadn't been cleaned and just covered it with a towel. And I was like, oh, she's going to come in and do all these for me and I'll be good to go. Uh, such was not the case. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I learned different ways about it. So I'll let you take over, Wendy, and tell us about your business and you and how you got into it. Uh, yeah, she's got an interesting story of, of how she approaches it. So I'll leave it to you, Wendy. Thank you. Um, hello, everyone. I'm glad to be here and I'm, I'm very honored, Keith, that you invited me to do this. It's wonderful. Um, you guys do amazing things. So it's great to be one of your partners. Um, I started this business about five years ago through Seed. Uh, they kind of gave me my start, which was wonderful. Um, I was able to meet some amazing people while doing it and really came out thinking I would be a cleaner. Um, I didn't really think that, you know, many people out there would need a declutterer organizer. Um, so it was kind of interesting to me that this kind of took off. My background is very different because I come from a background where I grew up around various kinds of mental health. Um, I had a mom who was uh, very involved with people with mental health growing up in group homes, small options, option programs in the Valley and um, kind of grew up around various different people. So it, it kind of gave me a very eclectic background. 
as well as my brother had ADHD and was diagnosed very young. Um, so it's something we got to see. And quite often my mom would say to me, come on, Wendy, let's go do Joe's room. And I'd go in because I was just always kind of had this uh, touch of OCD and was quite organized. And um, my brother was not. He struggled with that for quite a while. And um, so over time, I kind of did stuff around the house. And then as I got older, uh, friends and family kind of caught on to what I could do. And then I was organizing and decluttering with them. Uh, Then jobs or businesses I worked for found out I did it. And I would do a manager's office. I would do a supervisor's area. Uh, I would do a whole center. Um, So it kind of grew and grew. So it's it's kind of something I've always had a knack for um, and always been around. Um, So now my background is human services counseling and uh, Acadia University. And I got my supportive counseling degree, which I worked for. Um, a youth shelter program in the Valley for about seven years, um, Adsom House um, here in the city, uh, Bretton House for Boys through the Ray Allen Society. Uh, Then I kind of switched gears after a few years and moved to Xerox Canada and did various things there as coaching, training, uh, nighttime manager, uh, regular rep. I did that for 11 years. Um, My manager knew my background and utilized that. And now I do this work and my work has in three years ago, uh, just after pandemic began, my business exploded. People found themselves at home, uh, trapped by the stuff they had accumulated. Many people actually told me, you know, I was at home. What was I going to do? I bought things online Um, or suddenly we're working at home, you know, found new jobs, working from home. And suddenly they realized all the clutter they had around them. And over time, it really started to get to them. And so people started to reach out to me saying, could you help me? And I now support people who do have ADHD, anxiety, depression, uh, PTSD, brain injuries, um, and dealing with like the loss of someone. So death in the family. Um, And I support in the sense of I walk in the door and they could say to me, Wendy, can we just talk today? You know, I just need to kind of work through a few things before we touch stuff here or we're touching things, you know, starting to sort through and they'll say to me, oh, you know, this is, this is hard right now. Can we talk about these things? And I'm like, sure. And at the end of the day, I tailor myself to the person. I don't have a system that I pedal that is kind of one fits all because I've come to realize that, you know, we're all very unique individuals. You know, whether we have ADHD, anxiety, depression, et cetera, we're all unique. And sometimes we need different things based on where we're at in our lives, what we're dealing with. So I try to make sure that I really, I kind of have a holistic approach where I really listen to the person. I get their view on what they want for their space. And then we slowly start to work through that process to bring them to the space where they're happy with their space where they feel their home is now their sanctuary again, that they want to come home and they want to have visitors because many, when I walk in the door to begin with, never want to have people visit. They don't even want to come home. Um, and it, the stress is so high that they, they don't even always recognize it for a while. It kind of, it has crept up on them and, you know, they're kind of like, I don't even know where to begin. So I kind of step them through various 
kind of tips and et cetera to kind of start working through that process. So is there like a stereotypical hoarder type that you t- <laughs> see or like a various demographic or is it just basically go through everyone? Like what's the, what do you cut? What's the classic kind of client that you would see? And uh, normally it's middle-aged anywhere from like twenties to fifties in there. That range is my typical person. Um, very few I've had are extreme hoarders like piles. I've had those, mm-hmm. you know, finding dead mice and under things. And, you know, just like the TV shows I've, I've done that. Um, but most of mine are just that it's that they, they have too much, you know, there's piles on everything piles on the floor, um, still a floor, but piles in corners or piles on the desk or on the dining room table or the kitchen counters. And when you look in their cupboards, they're very chaotic there's stuff everywhere and they're kind of not they don't know really sometimes how to organize the space like where things belong and they they kind of complain that you know we don't know where to put things and I'll say well we need to create a home right you need to find a home for the items bring like items together um, and create that so in some cases you don't have to declutter you just have to resort out your space and sometimes add a bit of storage or reutilize storage they have in a different way. Uh, sometimes it's about changing around some furniture. They don't think about changing the furniture based on their space. Um, and then others, they, they definitely have to downsize. And I will tell them, you know, I'll say, I'm really sorry, <laughs> but I think you have too much stuff. You know, you have lots of storage, but you, there's still piles, right? So we might have to think of getting rid of some items. But my biggest thing is for them not to lose the items they care about that truly mean something. It's about letting go of the ones that aren't as important. Awesome. Well, since we have such a good group that decided to join us on Zoom and said hi and out on live tonight, um, (laughs) I had a call on each of you if you're open to it. Uh, If you, you don't have to talk if you don't want to, but it's way better to make this interactive when you get to talk to a coach and a and a organizer at the same day, right? Good, good deal for everybody. Um, anyways, if you wanted to just share a little bit about yourself, uh, why you came to this particular uh, webinar, I'm doing 19 of them. Like I said, this is the biggest turnout yet. So thank you for joining you, joining us. Um, and then, yeah, what's your interest in coming tonight? Is it for yourself or somebody you know? Um Go from there. I'm Christine, and I happen to be the mum of Wendy, who grew up with the brother of Wendy. And at 43, he still, obviously, ADHD doesn't go away. Nope. Um, it's a, a given. And uh, as a child, we used to just go in with a rake and a, a shovel and bring everything to the door across the floor, and he got to pick out what was his that meant something, and the rest would go. You can't do that today to a 43-year-old that you happen to be lucky enough to live with. Um, And in 2020, uh, I had surgery, a third surgery, and my daughter who you're hearing tonight, she said, Mom, I can help you with your room when you've had this surgery. And it was quite remarkable how this room uh, 
just changed for me. Um, I saw her at work, you know, even though it was her mum, I saw Wendy at work. I've seen Wendy with clients. I've seen Wendy with some tough situations. And they have been resolved. I've got to say, you know, it takes time. But very often, uh, some of the people that she works with, um, it will take time, especially brain injury, ADHD, PTSD. These are things that only time will help. So Wendy sticks around. You know, she doesn't just uh, uh, do a couple of sessions with somebody and then never sees them again. Um, she's still seeing some that she started off with five years ago. And it's her drop-in. It's not a paid drop-in. And I think that they know she's still there. And it's a, I think it's a very positive part of her, of her business to do that. So, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to say. Thank awesome. You. Look at how organized her whole background is. That's that's <laughs> a thing of wizardry right there. <laughs> awesome. Anybody else have a comment why you came today? Don't admit. I, I admit I'm messy. I'm trying to find my old pictures in my messy house. I found the clean ones, but I got to get them before before so I can do a testimonial for Wendy. But I got to Irina, I do do virtual. I saw your message yeah. in the chat and I do virtual sessions. I can do them anywhere in the world. I had a client in England. She found me through the ADHD mama online, um, Laura Poirier and uh, connected us. And I was able to do a session in England for someone. So as long as they have the hands and the ability to move and I can see the space, then I can help walk them through the steps of kind of, you know, maybe this furniture should be here. Maybe you should change this. Maybe, you know, let's talk about what's in that bin. Let's go through it. So I don't physically have to be there. It's, I like it when I am, but I don't physically have to be. No, definitely not. So I, I offer it anywhere in the world that people want help with this. So Mark, you were asking if you missed any good organizational tips. We just started. So why don't you share some tips about yourself and, uh, who you are and what you do and what brought you to this group. And I have adult ADHD and learned about it probably about a year and a half ago and have been exploring the whole crazy, interesting, wild realm of all of the things that that entails. And it's a lot of information I've been learning about and diving into and trying to find strategies to help me manage things better and you know, still dealing with the I guess the uh um anger aspect of it all or just being frustrated and ticked off that all the people that I've seen over the years from uh, medical practitioners and stuff you know I had to learn about myself from a complete stranger by accident in a conversation and which ended up being two hours asking about adult ADHD and ultimately led to me getting a diagnosis and learning a whole slew more. So why I'm here tonight is I thought I'd pop in based on the topic of conversation and see what tips and things I could learn to help declutter some of uh, the areas of my home 
it's um i think it would help with uh or my understanding of it and maybe this has been mentioned already by wendy or or keith but um you know decluttering my mind and decluttering my space i think is a big uh, there's a big connection to that and you know, I do have things in my, my area. Just some, I'm just looking at my desk right now. I don't want to show you guys because <laughs> it's just, uh, it's organized to me. I know where everything is, but um, it's not, um, I, I wouldn't consider myself a hoarder, but I, I do tend to collect certain things and things pile up and yeah, it's just not, not clean. And when I do bring it up, take it upon myself to, dive in and all right, I'm going to, you know, tidy things up. And when it, when it looks better, I actually do feel better. And, uh, you know, like I accomplished something and uh, organized chaos. Yeah, Jana. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm, it is actually something I've been considering. I had forgotten about the topic of this uh, little clinic the, about getting some tubs of organizers and just chucking crap in there in in groups of things right and just i don't have a lot of space for storage in my in my home but just to kind of when i want to do it um for example i one of my hobbies is i like to uh see if i can find one that's half decent oh. i like to paint uh miniatures for board games is one of my hobbies awesome. and uh i have all my paints and some miniatures that you know, I will, I probably have about 500 of these little figures <laughs> that need to be awesome. painted because I, uh, I also learned recently I'm a multi-potentialite, so lots of interests and that sort of thing, but it's just, it's, it's clutter. And so I think finding a way to organize things better, I will also feel better. And then, you know, if I want to paint, um, you know, pull out the things that I, but also make, that's, I think, a part of the organization too. One of the things I was kind of hoping to maybe get a couple tips on like how to organize the organize thing so if it's a tub of stuff so that it's just not just all chucked in there and then i gotta reorganize everything to actually use it so if i want to do some painting and i open up a tub it's like oh my god i i don't have the time or patience or or uh just mental fortitude to dive into this tub of stuff and, and organize it and to do stuff so uh yeah i've used lots of clear bags before um and, and labels and stuff but uh yeah so that that's why i decided to pop on tonight and i've been on a couple others uh, sessions and just see what i can learn and i oh what do i think of the concept or term of coaching um I don't know yet. <laughs> I, I have he's the only one that I've spoken to just in consultation. I did have a consult with him, and um, unfortunately, I I couldn't afford it at, at the time. I still can't. But uh, interested to always interested to learn more. And you know, I'm also I've been. I guess part of the other thing for me is being an advocate for myself and reaching out to try to find the supports when it's not all easily accessible and all in one place. And even you know, with some of these great resource pages or uh, groups like, you know, CADAC and CADRA and um, 80, what is it, Attitude Magazine and that sort of thing. I know there's others, but I just don't find, you know, they have their particular niche and 
they they dive into that but my provincial supports and things like that that i can access locally and um yeah so just discouraged a bit about that and just not uh not giving up to find it for myself so uh from a coaching standpoint i have i haven't uh i don't have one uh i am interested to to learn more about it and what that looks like and how that can be helpful and also to find the right coach because i think that's important too and uh but I've also decided that, well, I can't afford that presently. So um, I have found a lot of free books that I have downloaded. And <laughs> mind you, it takes time to read. But there's a lot of tips and tools that I um, can learn about on my own. And and then just finding groups to, uh, I guess, find uh, useful support, productive support. Some of the groups that I'm a part of, um, I, I don't interact much uh, because I just... <laughs> it's I guess a typical ADHD group you know there'll be 50 posts in an hour about all kinds of random crap and you know maybe five of those are are about a specific medication someone's trying what do you think and um I think I don't know have you ever used the search function or <laughs> read any books uh on articles about you know everyone's going to interact with medications differently and what research have you done on your own like um and, and where where people can find information. So I, I just don't find some of these groups even have that, which is disappointing. And I've thought about starting up my own just because I'm out of spite and ticked off. I'm like, well, screw this. I'll, I'll find my own. I'll make my own support group and my own uh, resource pages. And we can all collaborate and learn from one another. But um, yeah, anyway, sorry. I'm going to stop now because the funnel can uh, uh, sometimes go on for a while so my apologies oh, uh, good. organize away i'm interested to learn more wendy <laughs> well how about i give you guys kind of a how i go in and break down a room because this will give you some basics to start with mark which i think you might find helpful and you Irina, and keith and anyone else on here um so when i go into a place and it's kind of what i do virtually we look at a space and so I take a room, say the room you're in right now, Mark, and you'd kind of separate the area into zones. So your bookshelf behind you would be a zone, maybe kind of a, the coffee table, if it's in that room, would be a zone. Your desk would be a zone. Uh, if it's your bedroom, your dressers, your closet, they're all separate pieces. And from there, when you start to break each one down, so this is to stop the anxiety, you don't think of the whole room. And how many hours it will take the whole room you think okay i'm going to look at the dresser or for instance your bookshelf because i can see it so you look at your bookshelf and you go okay you know that's a big bookshelf but you still don't have to look at the whole bookshelf you do it cubby by cubby so you look in the first one and you say hmm do i need those books do i like these books am i going to read them again you start to ask yourself questions about the items right and you kind of start looking hmm do, do I want to keep these? You know, if I have this much, can I grow? Can I buy more and not feel guilty? Or will it have a home if I buy it? So I always challenge people that, you know, say something like clothing, um, books, etc. put like items together. So for clothing, you know, your shoes, your sweaters, your pants, your shirts. And so if you have 50 sweaters, I once had a client and her husband had totes full of sweaters because they didn't fit anymore in the closet or the dressers. 
And she was like, so what do we do with those? <laughs> like She was like, he has like 50 sweaters. I was like, really? 50? Because they take up a lot of room, right? Compared to probably anything else except jackets. And I said, well, you lay them out on the bed for him. And you say, okay, honey, I'd like you to try and get rid of 20. You can keep 30. We'll see if we can diminish. So I always say that decluttering is stages. Because if you do too much, you regret it. There'll be that one item that you got rid of that you think, oh, I could have used that. Or, man, I can't buy that again. What am I going to do? So I always say to kind of take your time. Don't be too hard on yourself thinking I've got to do everything all at once because you don't. So if you took your bookcase and you go cubby by cubby, you kind of look at each space. Is there anything there you, first of all, really don't want? You can remove those items right away. That's easy. Then second, you go, okay, do I want to read this again? Do I want to look at this again? Uh, so you kind of break it down. You ask those questions about those items. Then you may take it out of the space and think, do I want it to go back the way it is? Do I want it to be different? And you kind of start to then decide where you may have it in the space, right? And I know there's definitely lots of information out there. Um, I, Mark, I'm a definitely a proponent of each individual has their own way of how they want something. So I try to work with the client to find out what do they really want. And then from there, I make suggestions as to what they want. So um, technically without working with you, I can give you lots of ideas, just like you can find online, but then you still have to decide what may work for you. Um, I did have a client once um, who had ADHD. It was a husband and wife and they had a very young girl and he painted figurines just like you. And he had a whole display case of them. They were beautiful, but his issue was, should I keep them? Should I not? You know, his issue was now I'm a dad. Should I still do this? And I was like, of course you should. You know, you love to do it. So I would say for storing things like that, um, you know, Irina mentioned it. Yes, there's clear bags. There's labeling. There's also containers you can buy. Um, you can buy even almost something like a toolkit that has, you know, the or the fishing kit that kind of comes out, things like that. You can get creative and think outside the box as to how you could store the figurines as well as the paints, the brushes, the all the little pieces that go with it. So sometimes it's looking for what's something else that could work to store these items, not the conventional, you know, a clear bin with, um, you know, maybe square glass things in it or bags, etc. Think of something else that could still hold it, store it and put it away. And when you're ready, you just open it up and you're ready to go. So I, I think definitely research is always important unless you have an idea of what you've tried and you don't like. Um, then I would say, keep looking at different kinds of, so something like walking through Ikea, you know, or Walmart, their kind of um, organizing sections could give you an idea of what you want to use for storage. So those are very good. Um, or kind of other things like that, right? So to kind of go through the stores online, you know, if you don't want to walk in a store, you can go online and see what kind of organizing paraphernalia there is because there's loads of different items out there I don't peddle one I don't say oh you've got to go to Ikea or you've got to go to Wayfair or you've got to go to Amazon it's all about where you feel comfortable purchasing based on the price and based on the quality you're getting and kind of what you're looking for some places carry one kind of thing and 
other places it's another right so once you have an idea of kind of what you want then you can you'll have a better idea of, of your space and you have to think of your space too i'll say to people what do you want to do in this space right there's people who say oh i had dreams of you know maybe a workout area or you know maybe like a home entertainment area or uh you know i i, I had one the other day she's like my my office desk is in my dining room i was like okay i said do you want your office to live there she said well no, because every time we have to eat, we have to pull out the table uh, to sit down and do what, you know, to eat. And then we got to put it back for when I have work. Then they showed me a spare room that had all kinds of space, but it was very cluttered. And I said, well, maybe we could move the office there and gain your dining room back. So sometimes it is kind of relocation as well. So Mark, you could look at your apartment, the space you're in and think, is there something that could change with the space? Could I relocate something else to gain um, some space, right? Um, so sometimes it's, it's looking at how furniture can change, be reutilized, um, and the, the how much stuff you have, obviously. The biggest thing, too, is to find, um, you could also really look at if you wanted to, like, further break down your space, right? What, what's there that you have now that you don't want? And you kind of want to change it out. So um, something I do provide, as I said before, is an assessment. And it is free. And I would be more than happy to do that with you, Mark, virtually to kind of give you some ideas. There's many times I've done an assessment and never had a job from it. And I'm okay with that. Because I want to help people. And there's not really many that ever come to me. Like I've never been used in five years. I've not had floods of people coming saying, can you do the assessment and get the ideas and then never hire me? Usually they work with me and go, you know, I could probably do a session. Yeah, I could probably do two hours, maybe three. And sometimes that's enough. The assessment sometimes has been enough or that just one session. I had one couple, uh, the same couple with the figurines. I did one session. The next time I came back, because they did want me back for the other bedroom. And he said, Wendy, I've caught on. I said, what do you mean? He goes, I've been doing different areas. I broke them down. I've done this area. And he shows me the bookcase and, and he showed me the dresser over here. And he was so excited because he caught on. It grabbed him and he, he knew what to do. He said, now I'm still not ready to do the bedroom. That's why you're here today because it's such a big space and it was so much and it was shared with his wife. But he said, the areas that were mine, I, I've done them. And they looked wonderful. He was so proud of them. He owned it. That's my other biggest thing, Mark and, and Irina and the others on here. You have to own what you do with the space. It's no good having someone come in and declutter and organize for you. And you have no input. You know, you being told what you need is not how it works. You have to be part of the change because if you own it, then you're going to maintain it. And it's going to be easier to maintain if you've been part of the change. So that, that's the biggest part of all of this. So um, I would definitely say to you, I'm happy if you want to do an assessment virtually and we can kind of go through your space and talk about it. And then if I give you enough tips and tricks from there and you're good to go, great. And if you need anything more, then you can. So I think it would be very different because yes, Mark, you can go online and you can find all kinds of stuff, but it's kind of which one do you choose and where do you begin? Because they don't, they don't always tell you that, you know, I've heard, I've seen the, 
you can organ uh, declutter in 20 minutes. I'm like, seriously, 20 minutes. <laughs> like, I even know that's not realistic unless you're maybe doing like one of those cubbies on your bookshelf, then maybe 20 minutes for that. But when they say, you know, 20 minutes a day, I'm like, no, no, that's not realistic in the ADHD world. No, because you'd actually take it apart and then you'd be like, oh God, where am I going to put it? I don't know where I'm going to put it. And then it just goes back. <laughs> Nothing changes, right? So it's kind of working through that. And it helps you with kind of a bit more too. I always say, um, and I've known this because of my brother and others I've met who have ADHD, you have brains that are so unique and so special. You, I may have an issue. I find three solutions. My brother will find 11. So the, the span, this is why you find it hard sometimes to organize unless you have OCD with it is because your, your brain, you have so many ideas that how do you choose one and going online to me, that would just add more chaos to the thoughts of where do I begin and what would I, which one would I choose? And so then you try one and it doesn't work. And maybe you try another and it doesn't work. And then you're like, okay, I can't do that. So I can't organize or declutter. And then you give up. Right. So I, I think it hasn't that, been an area actually that I have dived into yet. Okay. <laughs> more, more just looking to learn more about ADHD in general and strategies mm. and, and that sort of thing, but uh, not the specific decluttering or organizational component. And some of those things you mentioned, uh, absolutely. Like I have a, I have a couple that I'm looking at right now <laughs> to my <laughs> left that are fishing tackle boxes with a bunch of paint in them and okay. that sort of thing. And uh, you know, I ha I'm definitely wide open for different alternatives to looking at organizational strategies. And one of the things I, I'm starting to realize I, I keep a lot of stuff and I have had a lot of different jobs and a lot of different interests. And, you know, some of the books, obviously, yeah, I, I have a lot of books and uh, love books. Yeah. Quite a few of those books there are on my to read list. And quite a few of them that I have read are, you know, part of some different business ideas that I have that I'd love to do someday, <laughs> whether or not I'll get to it. But um, yeah, reorganize like bins and that sort of thing is uh, I, I'm just trying to sort it in my head. My desk is even I think I read an article once uh, not that long ago in regards to uh, I'm, I'm looking at trimming down my desk because it's too big. And because it's big, I stuff it full of crap. And so I want a smaller desk that has kind of the necessities and it won't have the room for me to pile it full of stuff and I can keep it cleaner. But yeah, just kind of organizing things that I got a, probably 50 CDs of stuff that I'm looking at that I haven't looked at in 10 years. And uh, yeah, probably a lot of it can get chucked in the garbage and other things are, all right, cool. Now I got a bunch of bins or the, where can I put these? You know, in my house, we, like I mentioned yeah. from a space perspective, could be just reorganizing. And I didn't even think of, uh, my bedroom yet as one of my zones. <laughs> so thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I don't have 50 sweaters, so it's all good. Oh, good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, no, I appreciate that. And yeah, um, I don't know it, like if you've shared your information yet, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, if, if you're throwing the offer out there, I yeah, would uh, be interested to do that. I don't know where you're at in the province, but uh, I'm 
or or if you're even in the province, I'm in Nova Scotia. Oh, me uh, too. Just yeah. outside HRM. So yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, if you want to put your contact info in there, I'd be happy to yeah, to reach out and to. see see where that goes. Or do you want to do that, Keith? Do you have something, or do you want me to add it? No, you're you're welcome to add it in. It's all good. Okay, I'll add it in the chat. I've been blasting it all over Facebook while we're chatting, multitasking. <laughs> <clears throat> I can't get my staff to stay up late like me and do these things. They burn out during the day. <laughs> so, all good. Um, yeah, one of the one of the strategies I actually learned early on um, that did work well for me is getting rid of things with doors. So, like you got in the background, <laughs> uh, Mark. Uh, I've got a similar. Well, I had it until I tried to move it to my new house and the thing it disintegrated and travel like every piece of furniture does. But uh, anyways, <laughs> I got rid of uh, dressers in my room because I was like, okay. there's no way that uh, anything's going. If it goes into a dresser, it's never going to happen. So my new house has a... <laughs> as a, uh, what are they, like a walk-in closet, which is really nice to have. So I've got my half that's relatively hung up and Vanna's half is immaculate, of course. And then in the room, I have like a, just a tiny little side table. That's all I wanted, right? She's got the rest. Um, but yeah, what I, one of the things that I did was just get, um, get one of those cubby hole things like the squares and then just got a little label machine. I was like jeans, underwear, whatever. And I'm not going to say it looked perfect. I definitely did some hoop shots into it with uh, when it was coming out of the laundry, but at least I'd know where it was and it was off the floor. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, it just made a massive difference. Um, even in in the house here, I, I just, it, they call it object permanence, right? So if we don't see it, it doesn't exist. So what's the point of having a bunch of things to put away if you can't see it anyway. So um I know like Wendy and I did work together way back when it's pre-COVID just everything lined up perfect for what I, I held <laughs> it out of there and then uh, we kind of lost touch over the last couple of years here but so did everybody um but one of the things that we did together like was just just I actually have this side table right here and it's still looking the same so one hey. of the things we did together was we went through the side table that I had and uh I thought I was like, man, I get this done in five seconds, right? Just go in, clear the stuff out, throw it in the garbage, whatever. Like, let's move on, right? I don't want to sit and dwell on it, but there really was like, there really is a process you have to go through, like, just like anything, right? One of the things we struggle with is executive, is, is, sorry, executive functioning, which is your ability to start a task and end a, end a task and all the pieces in between. And, you know, I look at it, and I was just like, you know, it's a tiny little piece of furniture, but when you get in there and you get, you know, 50,000 types of batteries and you don't know what's works and what doesn't. And then you've got your, you know, junk drawers and candle drawers that have like 800 <laughs> candle. I haven't used a candle ever in 12 years. Right. So why do I have them in my damn house? Right. So anyways, those are just a couple of things that I've always used. And then when I'm, when I'm coaching too, is like, one of the things that I have done that has been really successful, uh, again, you can coach somebody else, can't do it for yourself at the time, but but we'll start in like one corner of the room, right? And just like pick one room that you want to clean and then pick a corner, pick a shelf and start with one thing, right? And once you get one thing done, move to the next, move to the next. And once you have it done, 
take a picture of the corner and put a picture either up on the wall or keep it close by. I've got a couple of clients right now who have that whole system. And mm. uh, one of them is uh, another seedling actually that I've been coaching for a long time. And uh, uh, you know, she's got a couple of kids and every time she sees something, she just like points at the picture, right? She doesn't <laughs> say anything anymore. She's like, doesn't go to pick it up. That's what she used to do. Just points at the picture and Basically, she's, she's like, I'm on strike. They can see where it's supposed to go. That's where it is. And they just go put it back there, right? That's a little extreme, but uh, <laughs> I don't know, something that's worked. Um, anybody else have any comments, questions? I want to build on, just keep, quickly keep Yeah, on yeah, no, yeah, have at her. I'll, I'll back. Um, I had a client who, uh, just like you, he didn't want to use a dresser. He said to me, he had piles of clothes and baskets. And I said, so what do you do with your clothing? He said, it sits there. I said, but you have a dresser in your room. He goes, yeah, I can't do that. It's too stressful. Mm-hmm. I said, so why do you have the dresser if it's empty? And he said, well, you're supposed to have one, right? You're supposed to have a dresser. And I was like, oh boy. I said, listen, I said, if the dresser is not working from you, so all you do is say, take your pants and your shirts and et cetera, fold them up or sorry, hang them up. And then get, you can get these, um, you know, almost like bins or something. They can be hanging as like a system or put on a shelf and you put your underwear in one, your socks in another, your undershirts in another. He's like, yes, that's brilliant. The dresser went out that day. He never kept the dresser and it changed how he looked at laundry because he said, I'm not a folder. I'm never going to be a folder. And I don't want to have that process because it's too stressful. I'm never going to do it. Yep. So it's the whole point of finding, right? The right thing that works for you and not think of what neurotypicals want. Exactly. Think of what you want that works for you. That makes your life easier and less stressful. It's the same when you organize your space, you don't have to have what other people have. You can have what works for you. And so it does take time to find what you want to think about what you want and do the research, but you'll get there. You will get the, what you want for your space. There's times I've even walked into clients' homes and they're not ready. You know, they've, they've had a bad day and they didn't want to cancel with me. And so I walk in and I'll say, well, we can chat. I don't have to charge you today. And they're like, what? You're not going to charge me to sit here for three hours? I'm like, no, we can chat as long as you'd like. Yeah. And that's just, that's blown their mind, you know, because they're like, it doesn't happen. But I will not charge somebody if they're not ready to really do the work. And I'm not going to walk out the door and leave them when they're struggling. I'm there to try and help them through the various pieces so they can get to the stage of working and getting it done. And then I've made a difference in their lives. You know, so um, it's uh, Keith is we're exactly the same. We're here to really help people and make a difference. Then you know, it's about the money. Like, my gosh, we could have been millionaires by now, Keith. We would have been millionaires. It's funny. I just did a quote actually up for a, like a nonprofit logo. I won't say there, but did a quote up for like thirty-seven fifty a week per person, like too high, right? And I was like, all right, I'll go lower for you, right? It's like, you know, it, it, I don't know. Thanks so much for coming on, Wendy. If anybody does want to get a hold of her, her um, information is it's lightenuporganizing.ca, I believe, right? Yeah, owner at lightenuporganizing.ca. Okay, perfect. And my phone number's there too. 